Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 9 of Impact Boom. My name's Tom Allen, I'm the director of 7 Positive, and I'm passionate about bringing you the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. Today we're speaking with Daniela Martinez, co-founder and business development director at Circlo. Circlo is a purpose-driven consultancy that uses innovation, design, and entrepreneurship methodologies to transform the problems that companies, nonprofits, and universities face into business opportunities. Daniela and her team develop projects that enable collaborative practices and they uncover strategic opportunities that propel socioeconomic impact in Mexico. With experience in various continents and across a broad range of projects, it's a pleasure to have Daniela on Impact Boom. So on today's podcast, we'll discuss a range of Daniela's projects, getting her insights into the social innovation sector in Mexico. Daniela will talk us through some of the social impact opportunities that she sees in Latin America, as well as some common challenges her and her team face. And we'll get Daniela's thoughts on the future of social entrepreneurship and co-design. Daniela, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you, Tom, for the invitation. It's a pleasure to be talking to you. Oh, likewise. This incredible podcast. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Daniela, to kick off, could you please share a little bit about your background and what led you into founding Circlo? Of course. Okay, so this is an interesting story. I have a background as an industrial designer. Yeah. And that gave me the basis to start a company and to have a proper mindset to be able to prototype fast, yep. uh, fail even faster, and then start all over again. Wow. So I started my career as an industrial designer, and then I went to Barcelona, and I finished three master's degrees. Yep. The first one was in uh, sustainable architecture and design. Yep. And when I was finishing that one, I had to do my thesis project, and I had like an insight, and it was that really what I was doing, it was another product, but I, I didn't find a purpose in mm. it. So I started to study socioeconomic tissue in Barcelona, and yep. I figured out that it's very separate, and there wasn't a lot of cohesion between different groups. Yeah. So instead of doing a project that is what it was just aesthetic, mm. I started turning into human interfaces, yep. and, and just thought that what kept us together as a society and our very human needs, basic needs, mm. it was heat, light, and shade. Mm. So I designed a product around that, and that is what gave me the jump start into a whole thinking process, into turning my abilities in design and my vision about design away from just a product and more into services, experiences, and eventually a business. And and then I did my second master's degree in innovation business development, yeah. and that was our, my first facing with entrepreneurship. Mm. We wanted to start a company with eco-innovation as the main focus, yep. but the partner 
partners that we were getting together and that they're a very close friend of mine, we didn't really commit into finishing it and we each moved into different countries. So this was the first moment in which I was facing entrepreneurship and I found the first milestone of the first important thing yeah. that it's who your partners are and who are you going to be able to continue even uh, though if the first idea fails. It's a valuable lesson. Yeah. So after that one, I wanted to get a deeper context in business, and that's when I did my third master's degree in business research. Mm -hmm. So with that, I started to understand the importance of the business model behind every idea, every concept, and mm. every product or service. Mm. So after I finished my master's degree, it's been, it was four years in Barcelona, and I was figuring out what my next step was going to be. Yep. I stumbled upon my founding partners. And in Barcelona? Them, yeah. One of my partners is Gabo, and I studied with him in college. Okay. In one class. So he was starting to move away from the corporate world. Yeah. And started to, he was doing a master's in strategic design. Mm. And they were exploring the very early world of social innovation in Mexico. Yeah. So he and Julio, which is my other partner, yeah. were starting a company called Paso at the beginning. Yeah. And what they wanted to do was bring the world of innovation into a student council or something within universities here in Mexico. Mm, okay. And then we started talking and they joined forces with Manolo, which is my third business partner. Yep. And they met at the startup weekend here in Mexico City. Mm. And they were starting to construct a more concrete idea of social innovation in Mexico. And more, more than that, they started to have an idea of what we wanted to do and how we wanted to impact the world. So then Gabo came to me and he asked like, hey, what are you doing? And we had a very interesting conversation. And they told me about what was boiling here in Mexico. And I thought the best opportunity to start something is going to be now. And it's not only because of the topic or the moment, but what really got me into the, the energy and the drive to start something, it was them. That was the most important part. Because I knew that if this idea didn't work out, we could still make it work or move into something else. Yeah. Yep. And I think that's the like the keystone in any any startup and any project that you're going to begin with. Mm, attitude. Yeah, exactly. And and what I've learned is resilience. Mm. Like I knew that it was them. Like they were my one. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. And that's how I really got into social innovation. Wow. So it was through a lot of study and through that meeting of similar minds that really propelled the idea forward then. Exactly. Excellent. And so you say that Circlo is a purpose-driven consultancy. Can you tell us a little bit more about this consultancy and what perhaps one of your recent projects is that you're particularly proud of? Yeah. Um, so what we mean by purpose-driven innovation is that innovation, it's always something that has to be pushed towards action. Mm. So what we put behind the action is not only to do things, which is important, but you have to be strategic and there has to be a purpose. Mm. Like what's the bigger goal or what's your bigger intention or how you want to change the world? And we're going to help you find the process and find a way to that. Yep. But we're more about the end and not only the medium. Yeah. So our focus is in the process and tools and methodologies, but, but only when they're connected to a, a purpose. We don't like doing things just because it's needed, yep. but because it's meaningful to you, it's meaningful to your customers, or it's meaningful to your team. Yeah, sure. We always work with people that have a mission and that are really passionate about what they're 
doing mm. and they really get involved into the projects. Sure, that makes sense. We also want to focus on the positive impact that they have. Yeah, either sure. Either on people or planet or profit. Yep. So we're very interested in working with companies and with NGOs. Yep. But more than that, with people that have a purpose within the company that it's goes beyond the project. Mm. So our project is the way of helping them achieve what they want. Mm, okay. So ultimately, if they want to change the way that their value chain works, we're going to help them get there, yep. thinking about their revenue and also the social impact that they want to create. Mm, okay. And I read somewhere that you had a project with the Open Government Agency in Mexico. Could you tell us more about that? Sure. So the Open Government Agency here in Mexico is a collaboration between the federal government, yep. an NGO that's called Articulo 19, yep. and civic society. So what the AGA does, AGA, I mean Open Government Agency in Spanish, yep. what they do is they want to create public policies uh, here in the country that are aligned to the UN's principles. Okay, yep. So there are certain objectives. So what we designed was an innovation methodology to help the different groups involved mm. achieve certain objectives. Okay. So it was really satisfying for us because it was a collaboration between these four sectors, no? government, civic society, academia, mm. and private sector. Yep. And it was the combination or the fulfillment of our vision. Mm. How can we make these three actors work together with innovation as their common language? So to us, this represents a systemic approach yep. to a pressing social issue. Mm. And that's really one of the important things or one of the top considerations that we have as a consultancy because we're interested in creating solutions that go beyond our simple objective. Sure. So we have to think about all the actors and decision makers that are involved yep. and also the consequences that we have with each of the projects that we fulfill. Mm. So this is the culmination of that long-term vision that we started with five years ago. And the second project that I would love to tell you about is a project that we're working with Fomento Social Banamex, uh -huh. which is a Mexican organization, and we're helping them transform the way that they invest in social development. Mm. They work with different coffee and honey producers, yep. and right now our project is focused in helping them create business models that increase the impact of these producers. Mm. And we're very proud and very lucky to find people like Fulvia, mm. who are leaders that truly have a purpose to change the world. Great. Sounds like a great project. And so you're working within Mexico and you're working in other countries as well, I believe. What are some of the key local issues or problems in Mexico that you see? And where do you see some of the biggest opportunities for social innovation? From the experience that we've had working with different sectors, we work with NGOs and with corporates yeah. and government, we find that there are mainly two issues. Sure. One of them being a supply chain, yep. or how do, we, how do we add value to a supply chain? Mm. And we've seen corporates like Bonafonte Nestlé yep. have very strong bets into changing the way that we do business right now. Mm. They are truly concerned about their social impact, yep. about the benefit that they can create for the communities that are involved in their value chain supply chains. Yep. And they really understand the importance of resource management. Mm. So that so they know that their purpose is not only satisfying a consumer need, yep. but also that consumers are questioning more about how a company works and how they are involved with 
the resources in the community that they're involved with. Mm. So they're working backwards, and that is really generating change in the culture of the company, yep. in the mindset of the people that work there, and in the results and the benefits that they can they can give to society. Mm. So that's really one of the biggest issues that, that we see that different companies are solving. Yep. And one of the biggest opportunities that we've seen is how can we close the gap yep. between the corporate world and social entrepreneurship. Mm. So the challenge there is not getting the startups closer to the corporate, but it's making sure that the corporate has the right conditions and mindset to be able to collaborate with a startup. Mm. So we find the energy, we find the drive, but yep. we need to find the means so they can work together and they have positive results. We need to start thinking about business strategy for both of them, KPIs for both of them, yep. benefits, added value, etc. Mm. And so you've been involved in a number of these initiatives, Daniela. So what are some of these social impact initiatives that are happening in Mexico or Latin America that you find particularly inspiring? There's two that I truly admire mm. and I love the team that's behind them. Yep. One of them is Genius Food. Uh-huh. They are a group of entrepreneurs that they're from Monterrey, from my hometown. Mm -hmm. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> shout out to Monterrey. So what Genius Food is doing is that they are making the most of an apparent waste in the food chain. So take a mango and you usually just eat the pulp, yep. but you throw away the pit and the peel. Hmm. So what they're using is those two elements from this fruit and turn them into highly valuable products. Hmm. They process them into turning them to nutrients, most of them fiber. Yep. So imagine that you have bread, cakes, and tamales mm -hmm. that are actually healthy because with this fiber and this ingredient, so they're replacing with this ingredient these fats such as butter and glutens yep. and actually making bread and cake that is healthy. Mm. So the benefit that they do is some, po some population in Mexico can only have access to breads or to carbohydrates. Yep. So the change that they are really making is starting from the base and still give access of this food to this population, but actually making it more nutritious. Mm. So instead of being uh, an issue of health or an issue of diabetes, yep. they are going to the back of the problem and changing that ingredient so we can continue with our current value change and actually make an impactful change. Mm. It sounds like a really interesting initiative. It is. I love them and... And they are truly revolutionizing the food industry. Mm. Are you aware of any other impact initiatives, Daniela? Um, there was recently one that the, the Bloomberg Majors Challenge was just ended about two months ago. And they had their final presentations here in Mexico City. Yep. And the project that won is called uh, Growing Farmers Income and Shrinking Urban Sprawl. Mm. It's from Sao Paulo, the mayor from Sao Paulo. Yep. And it's a very interesting project because they're closing the gap between farmers yep. and consumers. Mm. Because usually you want to start getting organic products and uh, you, have, you want to have more control and yep. more information about where your food is coming from. Mm. And the cost is rising, but the benefits to the people that are producing this are not increasing. So mm. there's a huge gap between what the consumer wants yep. and what the producers are actually getting. Mm. So through digital technology, they're closing this gap and giving access to the consumers of the farmer's market. 
So instead of having to go through a lot of different uh, intermediaries, yep. you can actually contact your farmer directly and give most of the benefit to him or mm. to her. Excellent. So they're truly changing the way in which we see products and making it much more accessible to have healthy food. Mm, excellent. It sounds similar to an organization in Brisbane called Food Connect, which is also uh, looking to, to reconnect farmers with, with the consumers. So an interesting initiative. It is. And it's really all about inclusion, co-creation, and cooperation. Mm. So those are three things that really make a project or initiative uh, human-centered. Excellent. So, Daniela, how have you seen the nonprofit sector transform over the last five years or so? And where do you see it heading into the future? Well, in this time, we see that the sector is much more aware mm. that there is an evolution going on yep. and that change has to be also happening. Mm. They are questioning their models. They are questioning how they create impact yep. and in a positive way because they want to do more. Yep. And they don't necessarily have more resources. So that is really a challenge. And they mm. have to start thinking out of the box yep. to figure out how they can achieve that. So I think that the, the model that they're having is going through three ways. Sure. So these three ways is, one, integration with existing solutions. How can they collaborate with other organizations that are going for the same benefit, but not necessarily working together today? Yep. So that they start collaborating. Mm. The second change is moving towards a model of a social enterprise. Okay. Because some of them can develop social products and services that are aligned to their philanthropic vision and that they can generate revenue. Mm. So the trick here is how can we figure out which of these products and services they can develop yeah. and how can we create a business model without taking their fo focus away from, from their users, their final users. Sure. And the third one is still have this philanthropic model, but being more strategic about how they invest mm. in their projects and how they benefit their users. So with, the, with these three models, what we are seeing is that there are organizations that are moving towards a model in which they eventually disappear yep. because the big, hairy, audacious goal that they wanted to achieve is done. Mm. And collaborating between them and actually having a systemic vision. Mm. So instead of just being an organization that is focused on water or on education, how can they work together? Because if you want to send that kid to school, yeah. you also need water in the community. You need roads. You need health. You need different like different topics. So yeah. instead of working alone, just really having a systemic approach. Mm. It's, a, it's an interesting insight, Daniela. Daniela, you're now close to, to 20 people working in, in Circlo in your organization. So just changing topic a little bit, that in itself would, would bring quite a few challenges, I imagine. So what are some of these challenges that you typically experience and, and how do you work around them? Well, as a learning organization, uh, we're constantly navigating different topics and methodologies mm. and it can be challenging to, sim to get some ground sometimes. Yep. We are constantly redefining our processes, our teams, yep. our methodologies, and constantly questioning because it's part of our DNA, right? Sure. We want to explore, we want to be curious, and we want to be driven towards action. Mm. So definitely taking this time to reflect, recharge, and make, make sure that we are always acting, yep. that is a challenge that we have to, that we face every day. Mm. So what do you believe are those key ingredients required to create a, a healthy work environment? So here in Circlo, culture is one of our focuses yep. and that is really what helps us 
move forward. Mm. It, the mission of this area is to keep us at a human productivity. And the values that drive us as a culture and as an organization are transparency. Yep. Like we're always very open about with, about our sales objectives with the team, uh, about performances. Mm. So we really put out there what, what we believe and give constant feedback. Yep. The second point would be communication. Yep. Like you always have to make it flowing and in both directions. There's, mm. We're a horizontal organization, so there are no bosses and uh, subordinates. Yep. Like everyone is a collaborator. We all work together. Sure. Trust. We since we are very fast at solving problems. Mm. Trust is one of our biggest focuses. Yeah. Because we have we're not experts at everything, mm. and we have an incredible team. Yep. And together we know that we can we can go further. Mm. So we trust our abilities and trust the experience that others have. Yep. So that brings us to constant collaboration. We always uh, we have a saying that really represents like it's an African proverb, mm. and it says that if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. Mm. And that is the mantra and what drives us as a company. And the last one that I think it's more is the most important is being humble. Mm. Because that is what gives us the ability to acknowledge that we have to be transparent, we yep. have to collaborate, we have to trust in the other, and we have to be constantly communicating if we are sure about the direction that we're taking or, we, or if we need to take something else. Mm. So that's really what, what keeps us together as a company. Yeah, some excellent insights, Daniela. Really good. So, so when you're working together as a team then, when you're there um, tackling problems, what are some of the, your favorite tools or processes that you use to evaluate the social, environmental, and economic aspects of a company or a, or a nonprofit or, or university? Lucy, she's one of our, she's one of my partners here in Circlo, yep. and she's really passionate about toolkits. Mm. So uh, one of the toolkits that she would recommend would be Nesta. Yep. And Nesta is an is an innovation foundation that is really focused on creating tools and mm. processes to help move innovation forward in different organizations. Yep. So they can go from understanding users and they use empathy maps. And the second set of tools that I really love and that really guides my work mm. would be this Venn diagram from the Human Centered Design Toolkit, which mm. and it's really from design thinking. Yeah. That you consider the desirability, viability, and feasibility. So whenever we go forward with a project, we want to make sure that it, it's desirable, that there is a consumer or there is an inner customer that is that needs this or wants this, that is viable, yep. that you can use the current resources in a company to yep. create the solution and that it makes sense to them, mm. and feasible, that you have the technology to go forward with it. So these three really makes us think into the next level. And the three elements that help us to understand a project are the current context, like yep. studying the trends mm. and make sure that we know what's happening in the world with that industry, with that issue. Yep. Understanding the business, like what are their capabilities, what is their infrastructure, mm. and understanding people, what are their interests and what are their needs. Yeah. So these three factors are the ones that help us evaluate how we can bring value to an organization that we're working with. Mm. I'm sure you've taken on various students at Circlo. So to the students or the practicing designers even who are listening, 
and the ones that are looking to focus their career on social enterprise, on the nonprofit sector, what advice would you give to them? Well, the first piece of advice would be to start thinking big and try to zoom out. Mm. There is a film from Eames, it's called The Power of Ten, yep. and you, it, it's the one that you can start in the like very detail and start going out to the universe and even beyond. Yep. And that is kind of the mindset that we need to have. And mm. that's what helps us have a, a systemic approach. So don't focus on just one problem or one solution. Yep. But think about the what sort of effects it has around. Mm. And that way you can really tackle the problem yep. and make sure that it is relevant in the future. Mm. Uh, the second thing would be to start getting involved in social issues. Sure. And not just for the sake of helping, but thinking of innovative ways to work the problem. Sure. Because what we think is that the solution is not giving someone the fish, but teaching them to fish. And then always try to keep business in mind. Yep. Think about profit and best practices. Try to, to fit these ideals also into the social world because we have to start merging them. It's yep. not only about being social impact or being corporate. Sure. It's about changing capitalism. Mm. Always question yourself, figure out which problems move you. You want to listen to your gut, you want to listen to your driver. Mm. And to do that, you have to get involved in a lot of things and, and have the time to reflect on that. Yeah. And fail. Be resilient and try again. I think they're beautifully resumed points, Daniela. So to finish off, could you please recommend perhaps a few great books that you think would really inspire the listeners? So we just recently had a break for December. Yep. And it was a really good time for me to reflect and have some introspection and mm. figuring out what moves me. Yep. And I found out that I want to become a leader that is driven by happiness. Mm. So I want to communicate that to my teams yep. and I want to reflect that in my actions and my energy to mm. say it somehow. Yep. So there is this book, it's called The Happiness Advantage from Sean Aker. Yep. And this was a recommendation from a mentor, Pepe Villatoro. Uh -huh. And it tells you about how you can lead from a place of happiness mm. and changing your perspective on success and happiness. Mm. Because we usually think that you have to be successful in order to be happy. Yeah. But it's all the way around. You have to, it, it's be about being happy in order to become successful. Yeah, yep, yep. So that is what what's really moving me right now and inspiring me for this year. And I recommend it to our listeners. Sure. And the second one would be human-centered design from IDO. Mm -hmm. It's it's the technical, more technical part of yep. what we're doing, but it truly gives you a dive into certain methodologies that are going to help you understand the roots of a problem mm. and how you can change that in a meaningful way. Sure. And the third one that I I'm loving right now is called Perfume. Yep. There was a movie about ten years ago now. Sure. And what's teaching me is. Being how, how you can be aware of your senses and how you can be very attentive to detail. Mm. So what I'm learning from that is thinking about information and thinking about my surroundings mm. in layers. And I'm really loving this book, but just not the murder part. <laughs> well, well, we'll save that part a secret. Don't, don't give it away. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay. Daniela, there's been some fantastic insights today. Thanks so much for your time and, and for sharing your experience with our listeners. It's been fantastic. Thank you, Tom. We'll look forward to touching base in the future.
thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people, and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below. And remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page, and Twitter. Thank you.